This is Hadassah for Deborah's Court. It's a delight to welcome you back to this episode of Book by Book Bible Study. We're on the Book of Acts, and today we get into Chapter Five. Let's start off with prayer. Dear God, we ask that as we delve into Your Word, You open our hearts, You open our minds, You remove the things that are there that are not of You, and You align us to Your way of thinking. Let your word become the standard for our minds going forward. Let your truth be revealed and help us to see you and meet you in the way that you would like us to. In Jesus' name, amen. Acts chapter 5 opens with the popular story of Ananias and Sapphira. And you know, chapter 4 ended with believers sharing everything they had some people selling some of their stuff and bringing the money to the apostles so that everyone could live on it and so chapter 5 opens from verse 1 and says but there was a certain man named ananias who with his wife sapphira sold some property he brought part of the money to the apostles claiming it was a full amount with his wife's consent he kept the rest Mm. verse 3 then Peter said, Ananias, why have you let Satan fill your heart? You lied to the Holy Spirit and you kept some of the money for yourself. The property was what was yours to sell or not to sell as you wished. And after selling it, the money was also yours to give away. How could you do a thing like this? You're not lying to us, but to God. Verse 5, as soon as Ananias heard these words, he fell to the floor and died, and everyone who heard about it was terrified. Then some young men got up, wrapped him in a sheet, and took him out and buried him. About three hours later, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. Peter asked her, was this the price you and your husband received for your land? And she said, yes. She replied, that was the price. And Peter said, how could the two of you even think of conspiring to test the spirit of the Lord like this? The young men who buried your husband are just outside the door. They will carry you out too. Instantly, she fell to the floor and died. When the young men came in and saw she was dead, they carried her out and buried her beside her husband. Great fear gripped the entire church and everyone else who had heard what had happened. Who heard what had happened. <sighs> the story has so many levels to it. And um, let's try and unpack it. Number one, I think the problem was not that he held back some of the money. Like Peter pointed out, it was their property. And even after they sold it, it was their money. So the problem was not that he held back part of it. The problem was a lie. Like, why are you lying? And I'm provoked too. It's not like anybody came to meet them and, you know, had a gun to their head and they had... It was yours. If they came and they said we want to give a part of this money or we want to give so and so amount and it's even funny because when jesus was teaching us about giving he said don't let your right hand know what your left hand is doing so i actually think that less details the better but to just go ahead and lie unprovoked i think that was the major problem it wasn't that they didn't give the full amount and you know if you're encountering preachers them leading you to believe that oh you have to give this and give it in full and your giving is between you and god i would just say that's all i'm going to say on that topic your giving is between you and god but to lie about something and claim what is not in order to 
I receive some level of prestige or honor or acclaim for the sake of them to be able to say, oh, that person also did X, Y, Z and gave it on, on the first level doing given or whether even if it's a sacrificial given given to get a claim or an announcement or recognition already contravenes god's principles for giving because you're supposed to be as understated undisclosed discreet as possible if you do it for public acclaim and you know recognition jesus said you already received your reward in full end of story that is so paid for pr you got pr in the story but even if i mean you're gonna give it discreetly quietly they did not need to lie it's the truth is if it is not your own it's not yours to give so if you're with money that does not belong to you it's not yours to give if you're with a thing that does not belong to you you collected something from somebody for the purpose of giving it that's not giving that's stealing it's not yours to give. It's one of the reasons why David said, you know, when it was when he had sinned against God and he wanted to offer a sacrifice, he said, I will not give a sacrifice that cost me nothing. So giving something that does not belong to you in the first place is out of it. If it's not yours, if you want to give the item and you don't have it, buy. If you cannot afford it speak with god whether you're going to tell him that oh i'm going to give it to you later or whatever whatever, whatever pact you want to have with god that's between you and god but if it does not belong to you that's not giving that's problem one so if something belongs to you there was no reason to lie except for the fact that they were looking for a claim or whatever and it's even funny because they invoked one of the most powerful points of unity to commit sin jesus tells us that wherever two or three are gathered in his name he will be there he tells us that whenever we agree on something he will do it like heaven is bound to make it happen right unity unity is the reason to our people had to be disrupted because the people had one mind they had one voice and god realized that um if these people continue like this nobody can stop them unity is so powerful now unity in the sacred bond of marriage is on another level because that's where you start here one chases a thousand and two chases ten thousand that's the power of exponential you now carry that um heavy weight power and the thing you people decided to use it for is to lie and deceive god's people for whatever there's no justification honestly zero justification right so that was just really no point now the second thing i see in this story is that the choice to be an instrument of mercy or judgment is actually yours personally 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 let's set aside only anger is all well and good for correction but there's a very fine line between holy anger and catering to ego and i think
think that's just a word of caution that we need to carry about in our hearts it's all well and good to say this is wrong and this is right and to you know sort of sit in judgment and discern i won't say sit in judgment it's it's very important for a believer to discern things by by the help of the spirit to be able to say this is right this is wrong and sometimes correct but if you're correcting you need to correct in love and you need to make sure that when you are correcting or maybe even pronouncing judgment you need to make super sure you're not doing it from a place of ego or from a place of self uh, you know trying to ascribe you know honor to yourself if you're going to correct you're correcting love and not do it from a place of trying to make yourself important um, I'm going to leave it at that instead of really delving in like I plan to because I don't want to risk us um, casting expressions where we don't need to cast expressions. So let's just walk away with the lesson. Right? And go back to scripture. In verse 12, the Bible says, The apostles were performing many miraculous signs and wonders among the people, and all the believers were meeting regularly at the temple in the area known as Sol- Solomon's Colonnade. But no one else joined them, dared join them, even though all the people had high regard for them. Yet more and more people believed and were brought to the Lord, crowds of both men and women. As a result of the apostles' work, sick people were brought out into the streets on beds and mats so that Peter's shadow might fall across some of them as they went by. Crowds came from the villages around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those possessed by evil spirits, and they were all healed. This part makes me really sad for people that lived in those ages because i mean we have jesus we have filled the spirit we have the assurance that he was crucified for our sins like he was punished for our sins and he was punished and you know with daniel's paid the price for our sicknesses and so you know we fall sick and we're able to just cry out to jesus and you know pray in in prayers of faith and we are healed but they didn't have that and i'm like how terrible was their life before Jesus was born? Before Jesus was born, before Jesus died, my God! Oh, thank God! I'm I'm, I'm so glad we're born in the 21st century. Just saying, yeah. Uh, verse 17: <laughs> The high priest and his officials, who were Sadducees, were filled with jealousy. They arrested the apostles and put them in the public jail. But an angel of the Lord came at night opened the gates of the jail and brought them out my god then he told them go to the temple and give the people this message of life so at daybreak the apostles entered the temple as they were told and immediately began teaching <gasps> my god what when the high priest and his officials arrived they convened the high council the full assembly of the elders of israel that they sent for the apostles to be brought from the jail for trial when the temple guards went to the jail the men were gone of course so the reason the council and reported <coughs> the jail was clearly locked and the guards were standing outside but when we opened the gates nobody was there what verse 24 when the captain of the temple guard and the leading priest heard this they were perplexed wondering where to the all end then somebody arrived with the startling news the men you put in jail are standing in the temple teaching the t- 
teaching the people i find it interesting that they were not hiding so it's not look as if oh they broke out of jail or something they were standing publicly in the temple like center of the whole of jerusalem for all the world to see right verse 26 the captain went with his temple guards and arrested the apostles but without violence for they were afraid the people would stone them again we see mob action then they brought the apostles before the high council where the high priest confronted them we gave you strict orders never to teach in this man's name he said instead you have filled all of jerusalem with your teaching about him and you want to make us responsible for his death if you have ever ever looked for a classic case of shifting blame in the bible people that are unable to accept responsibility i give this specimen one these are the people that spent three and a half years chasing after jesus and looking for how to trap him trying to trap him with questions trying to incite the mob against him trying to get them to push him off a cliff and all and all setting all sort of traps and it did not work and when he got to a certain point they went to look for his disciples and bribed one of them 30 shekels of silver was not small money in those days the money bought a land like it bought a field bible says a field that's what that money was worth at that time they went so far as to bribe his disciple to betray him to them right then they went so far as to incite the roman uh, government against him and then to incite the crowd and to shout crucify him crucify him and then the man was killed but here they are claiming that somebody wants to make them responsible for it please if they're not responsible who else wants to be responsible well let's not digress i'm just saying that if you're looking for a classic case of people that were shifting blame and unable to accept responsibility i give you specimen one verse 29 but peter and the apostles replied we must obey god rather than any human authority and that's a valuable lesson for us the god of our ancestors raised jesus from the dead after you killed him by hanging on a cross i like the fact that they didn't argue over who is responsible and who is not responsible you know they just stated the fact as it is verse 31 then god put him in the place of honor at his right hand as prince and savior he did this so the people of israel would repent on their of their sins and be forgiven we are witnesses of these things and so is the holy spirit who is given by god to those who obey him verse 33 when they heard this the high council was furious and decided to kill them you know as i read the story i am struck by how this is such an amazing part i'm playing out you know we talk about narcissistic um people and manipulative people and people who abuse others you know people in positions of authority whether as a spouse a significant other a parent and this is like their pattern of behavior they will seek to control and if they cannot control they will seek to destroy and they would at all times try to place the blame on the person or the people that they are you know trying to control and destroy and absolve themselves of all responsibility and it breaks my heart because at this point in time i am working actively with a number of people like that and having survived this sort of experience myself it breaks my heart to see that people like this were in positions of leadership 
and it makes sense why god was always saying it then you know through the prophets isaiah jeremiah all of the prophets and he would say i give my people into the care of shepherds but instead of taking care of the sheep they're killing the sheep and he would say oh i will strike the shepherds and i will scatter the flock and we didn't you know then he looked as if why is god overreacting but see see what they see what they are doing please i'm just going to use this opportunity to beg you if you're in a position of authority if you have chance to make decisions on behalf of other people don't let this be you take responsibility admit when you're wrong be willing to set your ego aside leading people means looking out for their best interests not your own best interests you cannot feed yourself fat at the expense and if you are in a situation where the leader is you know the leader or the person in authority is consistently acting like this please take the matter to the holy spirit and ask him to show you how to get out because you need to get out with alacrity that's my place a child of god belongs in jesus suffered for you jesus died for you please in any way shall. let's move on verse 33 when they heard this the high council was furious and decided to kill them but one member a pharisee named gamaliel who was an expert in religious law and respected by all the people stood up and ordered that the men be sent outside the council chamber for a while then he said to his colleagues men of israel take care what you're planning to do to these men some time ago there was a fellow theodas who pretended to be someone great about 400 others followed him but he was killed and all his followers went their various ways the whole movement came to nothing after him at the time of the census there was judas of galilee he got people to follow him but he was killed too and all his followers were scattered so my advice is leave these men alone let them go if they are planning and doing these things merely on their own it will soon be overthrown but if it is from god you will not be able to overthrow them you might even find yourself fighting against god the others accepted his advice they called in the apostles and had them flogged then they ordered them never to speak in the name of jesus and they let them go imagine like imagine for the sake of ego they just had to flog them may we not be caught in the web of egoistic um leaders like <laughs> okay let's finish this up verse 41 the apostles left the high council rejoicing that God had counted them worthy to suffer disgrace for the name of Jesus. Verse 42. And every day in the temple and from house to house, they continue to teach and preach this message. Jesus is the Messiah. I hope this has blessed you. I hope you learned. I hope that you have, um, you know, I pray that you have enough to take from this moment and grow and become a better person. Have a beautiful day ahead. We will see you in the next episode to talk about Acts chapter 6.